Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Random Health-ish. I am your host, Dr. Gloria Stone Osbeck, and tonight we will be discussing heart disease and stroke prevention. So I'm very excited to um, discuss this topic with you guys tonight because this is something that um, really affects a lot of our family members and friends. So I definitely want to give you some tips on how we can live a healthier life and have a healthier cardiovascular system. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is strokes. So research shows that about 80% of strokes are preventable, okay? So according to um, Harvard University, there are seven things that you can do to prevent a stroke. So the first thing that you want to do is to lower your blood pressure, okay? And how do you lower your blood pressure? Normally, your blood pressure should be about 120 over 80. That is typically the average blood pressure, but a lot of people don't necessarily fall under the average blood pressure of 120 over 80. So you have to figure out what is normal for you because 120 over 80 might be normal for me, but it might not be normal for for the person, um, the next person. So for me, I typically have a lower blood pressure. So mine is not always 120 over 80. Sometimes it's a little bit lower than that. So you just have to figure out what is normal for you. Okay. So another way you can lower your blood pressure is you want to reduce your salt intake. Okay, so stop putting all that salt in your food, put a little garlic powder, you know, something else on there. But we want to kind of stray away from all that salt. Um, another thing you want to do is avoid um, a lot of foods with um, that are high in saturated fats. So a lot of us, when we are frying our chicken, frying pork chops or whatever it is that you cook, um, we go straight to Crisco oil. Okay, so we kind of want to stray away from that. Um, I want you guys to look into other oils that you can be frying your foods in, um, such as like grapeseed oil and different things like that, um, because foods that are high in saturated fats um, tend to cause placking in your arteries. So we want to kind of stray away from that. Another way you can lower your blood pressure is to eat about four or five cups of fruits and vegetables every day. Um, you want to get more exercise. Typically, you want to do about 30 minutes. Um, of exercise per day. If you can't do a full 30 minutes, maybe try breaking it down to about 10 to 15 minute sessions. So just say if you're rushing early in the morning, you don't have time to work out uh, for 30 full minutes, you can break that down into just working out for about 10 minutes You know, in the morning, maybe 10 minutes on your lunch break at work, go for a walk, um, or 10 minutes at night before you go to bed. Um, another thing you want to do is in order to lower your blood pressure, if you are a smoker, you want to quit smoking. OK, um, and if needed, if you are already on blood pressure medications, um, you want to make sure that you are um, using your blood pressure medication as well. <laughs> so the second thing you want to do um, to kind of help prevent from having a stroke is if you are overweight, you want to make sure that you work on trying to lose weight, okay? 
Um, you want to try to lose weight and you can work with your doctor to create a weight loss um, strategy plan uh, to help you kind of deal with that as well. Um, the third thing that Harvard recommends in order to lower your blood pressure is you want to exercise more. Um, and like I said, if you can't do the full 10 minutes, then you can break it down and you can do um if you can't do the full 30 minutes, you can break it down to 10 minute sessions. Okay. The fourth thing, if you drink alcohol, okay. So a lot of us, you know, have a little sippy sip every now and then, whether it's wine, whiskey, whatever your, your choice of poison is, um, you want to do so in moderation. So um, according to this study with Harvard, they recommend only having one drink per day. So um, do what you want with that information. <laughs> um, the next thing that you want to do in order to prevent a stroke is if you have AFib, which is atrial fibrillation, you want to get that treated. Okay. So that is like abnormal heart rhythms and things like that that's going on with your heart. So you want to get that checked out and get that treated um, as early as possible. So definitely consult your medical doctor with that information as well. Okay. The next thing in order to prevent strokes, you want to treat your diabetes. If you are a diabetic, you want to keep your blood sugar under control. Okay. So this is a big thing. I know you hear a lot about um, diabetes, um, people with diabetes, not necessarily taking care of themselves and they have to get a leg cut off or a limb cut off or things of that nature because they let their blood sugar get um, out of control. So we definitely want to um, monitor your levels regularly. Okay. And of course, again, the number seven was to quit smoking. So what smoking does, and um, this goes with reducing your uh, possibility of a stroke, smoking accelerates clot formation in a couple different ways, okay? And when you smoke, it thickens your blood and it increases plaque buildup in your arteries. And so if you have um, a lot of plaque, excuse me, in your arteries, what can happen is um, sometimes it can dislodge and it can be, if you've ever heard of the term an embolism, and then it can go up to your brain and it can cause a stroke. Okay. So if you do smoke, you know, check with your PCP to um, help reduce your um, possibility of having a stroke. All right. So another thing that I want to discuss with you guys is how to recognize if a person is having an active stroke in front of you. So what are some signs that you need to look for? So <clears throat> they like to use the <clears throat> excuse me, the acronym FAST, F-A-S-T. OK, so remember that if somebody is having a stroke, th think of the acronym fast. So F, it stands for face. Okay. Does one side of the face droop when that person smile? That is one of the classic signs that a person is having a stroke. So you want to definitely check their face. Okay. Arms. When the person tries to lift both arms, does one kind of droop down? Does it drop down immediately? That is a sign that the person 
could be having an active stroke. The next letter, S, speech. Is the person's speech slurred? So if are they talking and the words kind of like not really coming out right, not really sounding right? Um, that is one thing, one possibility that the person is actually having an active stroke in front of you. Um, the last thing is time. If you notice all of these symptoms, you want to immediately call 911 because um, the effects of a stroke can be very damaging and it can cause um, long-term effects. Um, so you definitely want to call 911, get the police there. You want to call an ambulance and get someone there immediately. Okay. Someone asks, does sex help reduce heart disease? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> so um, sex is a form of exercise and it does get the heart rate pumping. Um, so I would say yes. And like I said, you want to try to get about 30 minutes. Um, the average is about 150 minutes a week. So um, that kind of helps with your exercise portion for the week. So take that as you will. <laughs> Oh, okay, so now that we have kind of discussed strokes, um, I want to kind of dive into um, heart health, okay? So let's talk about the heart. So how does the heart work? Your heart is a very strong muscle and it, it pumps the blood to your body, okay? A normal, healthy adult heart is about the size of your fist clenched. Okay, so just like an engine in your car, the heart helps keeps your body running. Okay, so the heart has two sides, and each side has a top chamber, which is the atrium, and you have a bottom chamber, which is the ventricles. The right side pumps blood to the lungs to pick up oxygen, and the left side receives that blood rich oxygen from the lungs and pumps it through the arteries throughout the body. Okay. So there's an electrical system in the heart that controls your heart rate, your heartbeat, your pulse, and it coordinates the contractions of the heart's top and bottom chambers. Now, as we get older, so when you think about people that are aged like 65 and older, they are much more likely um, to suffer from heart attacks. But one thing that I have been noticing is that I'm noticing a lot of young people in their like late 30s, early 40s um, that are having heart attacks. So, and people who suffer a heart attack, like the older generation are more likely to suffer a heart attack or suffer a stroke or even develop coronary um, heart disease. Okay, so we kind of know that it's heart failure. So heart disease also causes like disability, it limits the activity, and it also limits your quality of life. So aging can cause um, changes in your heart and your blood vessels. Um, so as you get older, your heart can't beat as fast as it once could. So um, your physical activity sometimes feels limited. Um, or you can't really handle stress like you could handle it when you were younger, okay? So the mo most common um, aging change in the heart 
is increased stiffness of the large arteries. Um, and it's, you typically hear um, atherosclerosis, which is like uh, a collection of plaque within the arteries. And if you have hardening of your arteries, it's going to lead to an increase in blood pressure or um, hypertension. Okay. So aging is definitely one of the risk factors of heart disease. So heart damage can be caused by heart attacks, um, longstanding hypertension and diabetes, and chronic heavy alcohol use. So we want to be mindful of that. Okay. So we want to make sure, you know, you're checking your blood pressure. Um, high blood pressure could lead to your stroke, problems with your heart, your eyes, your brain, your kidneys. Um, we want to mention that through exercise, through dietary changes. We want to reduce that salt intake as much as we can. Um, but oftentimes we notice that with our older geriatric population, um, medication is typically needed to kind of get them on the right track. So I always recommend, like I said, always consult with your primary care physician because you never really know um, what medications are good for you that are not good for you. Um, a lot of times people are taking supplements, but they don't realize that a lot of the supplements can counteract with their medications. So we want to be definitely mindful of that. Okay. So let's see. So someone said, well, that means I will never have heart disease. <laughs> I hope you get your 150 minutes in a week. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what is heart disease? Heart disease is um, caused by, again, like I said, atherosclerosis which is a buildup of fatty deposits or plaques in the walls of the coronary arteries. And it kind of takes place over many, many years. Now the coronary arteries, they surround the outside of the heart and they supply the blood, the nutrients, oxygen to the heart muscle. And when the plaque builds up inside the arteries, there's less space for the blood to flow normally and it's difficult to deliver that oxygen to the heart. So if the flow of the blood to your heart is reduced by the plaque buildup or is blocked, if um, a, like if the plaque suddenly rupture, it can cause um, chest pain or discomfort or other times a heart attack, okay? So when that muscle doesn't get enough oxygen and blood nutrients, the heart muscles die, which is a heart attack, and it weakens the heart and it diminishes the ability to pump blood to the rest of the body, okay? So what are some signs of heart disease? Um, early heart disease typically does not have symptoms or the symptoms may be barely noticeable. Um, that's why it is always recommended that you have regular checkups with your medical doctor. Um, you wanna contact your doctor right away if you feel chest pain, if you feel pressure or discomfort, um, but however, chest pain is a less common side of heart disease as it progresses. So be aware of other symptoms such as like pain and numbness or tingling in your shoulders, in your arms, in your neck, in your jaw or in your back. Uh, you want to pay attention to shortness of breath when active or at rest or when you're laying down flat. I know you hear a lot of people that say when they have um, heart failure. It's difficult for them to lay flat on their back. 
pay attention to chest pains during physical activity. That kind of, it, it hurts when you're active, but it gets better when you rest. Pay attention to lightheadedness, dizziness, um, confusion, headaches, cold sweats, nausea, vomiting, um, chronic tiredness or fatigue. Um, one big red flag is swelling in the ankles, in the feet, your legs, your stomach, your neck. Um, your inability to exercise or be physically active or just problems during your normal activities. Okay, so if you have any signs of like arrhythmia or abnormal heart palpitations, definitely consult with your medical doctor or cardiologist, um, which is a doctor that specializes in the heart. Okay, so the the average, the the test that is typically used to detect heart disease is an EKG or electrocardiogram or chest x-ray will show whether your heart is enlarged or if you have like fluid on your lungs because both of those can be signs of heart failure. Okay, so the echocardiogram is a painless test and it works by using sound waves to produce images of your heart in motion. Okay. So what are some things that you can do to prevent heart disease? So you want to try to be more physically active, okay? You want to be physically active. Um, you want to start doing things like taking a brisk walk, dancing, bowling, bicycling, yoga, um, whatever floats your boat. Um, you want to avoid sitting down for hours and hours at a time. I know during the pandemic, Right now, a lot of people are working from home. They're constantly sitting behind their computers. Um, so you want to just kind of avoid that as much as possible. If you are a smoker, again, smoking is one of the leading causes of preventable death. Do you hear my dog sinus is acting up, y'all? <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Okay, so smoking adds to the damage to artery walls, and it's never too late to get um, help with quitting smoking. Um, so you want to ask your doctor what are some ways, what are some things that can help you kind of stop it. You want to also follow a heart-healthy diet, okay? So again, you want to choose those foods that are low in trans and saturated fats, um, foods that have like all this added sugars and salt, um, because as we get older, we become a little bit more sensitive to salt and that can cause swelling in your legs and in your feet. Um, again, you want to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables, foods high in fiber, uh, like those made from whole grains. Okay. So cholesterol, high blood cholesterol can also lead to plaque building up in your arteries. So you definitely want to um, have your doctor check your fasting cholesterol levels. Fasting just means, you know, without eating. So this will tell you your overall total cholesterol level as well as your LDL, which is your um, bad cholesterol and your HDLs, your he healthy cholesterol. Okay, so another thing, what they call the silent killer is stress. So we want to definitely learn how to manage our stress, relax, cope with problems um, that can improve our physical and emotional health. 
Um, you want to consider things like stress management stress management programs that can um, help you kind of reduce your stress after a long day of work, such as like um, meditation, physical activity, and just talking things out with a friend, family, or a therapist. Um, so what are some questions that you can ask your doctor um, in reference to learning about your risk for heart disease? So the first question you want to ask your primary care physician is, what is my risk for heart disease? You want to find out what is your normal baseline blood pressure. You want to find out what are your cholesterol numbers. And this includes, again, your total cholesterol, your LDL, HDL, and triglycerides. And make sure your doctor has checked the fasting blood sample to determine your cholesterol levels. You want to ask your doctor whether or not you need to lose weight for your health. You want to also ask, like, what is your blood sugar level? And does that mean that you are at risk for heart disease? And how can you lower that risk? If you are a smoker and you are looking to quit smoking, ask your doctor, um, what can you do to help you quit smoking? Um, we already discussed like your physical activity, you know, how much physical activity do I need to protect my heart and what is a heart healthy eating plan for you? Um, and you want to ask like, how can you tell if you're having a heart attack? And if you're thinking you're, ha if you think you're having one, what should you do? Okay. So, um, research studies have shown that if you are having an active heart attack that, and you can't get to, um, a medical facility right away then you can take an aspirin and that can help with that as well. Okay, so make sure you got some bear uh, laying around or something like that. <laughs> so um, if you are looking, if you are having heart um, disease or issues or things like that, you definitely want to check into the American Heart Association. And also I recommend checking into the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute. And that can um, help you with your heart disease issues as well. And yes, that was Jordan. He was, um, I don't know what's going on with his sinuses today, but he, he want to cut up while I'm on the show tonight. <laughs> so you guys, these are all tips that help with heart disease and stroke prevention. I hope that you guys have uh, been able to get something out of this video. I do apologize. Our initial speaker was unavailable. Um, she had a family emergency, so she could not come on the show today. But I hope that some of the tips that I gave you about stroke prevention and heart disease, you can take this information to your um, to your medical doctor and to your families um, so that you can help them make better decisions about their health. Okay, so that is all I have for you tonight. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you are around next week, we have a speech pathologist that will be joining us. Her name is Kiara Reed. So I would definitely like you guys to tune in because if you have kids that are on the spectrum or if you have kids that stutter or if you have like just um, issues with your speech in general, they the um, scope of practice for speech pathologists is amazing. I didn't even know some of the things that she told me about. So if you are available next week, I definitely want you to tune in every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here 
or on the Facebook page, Random Health-ish, okay? And that's R-A-N-D-O-M Health-I-S-H-ish, okay? So definitely tune in. And if you um, would be so kind, definitely share this video so we can get this information out to as many people as possible. All right, so have a good night and I'll see you next week. Bye.